Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web, this is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. We are broadcasting live from the studios of the Pulse of New Hampshire. And uh, I understand that Jim Gossett has cooked something up for me this morning, so let's go ahead and play that real quick. Now, Jack Smith, the latest indictment. Hit the road, Jack. Evidence you like, you like, you like, you like. Hit the road, Jack. The Trump attacks a boy. Yeah, a bunch of read the polls, Jack. No one has your back, your back, your back, your back. Time to go, Jack. Don't you come back no more. What is this, 80 charges now? <laughs> Jack Smith is as slimy as he can be. A reptile with a law degree. When he indicts Donald Trump, Trump goals get a bump. That's right, hit the road. Jack. Thanks for the 10 Are points. You on crack, on crack, on crack, on crack, on crack. <laughs> You're right, Jack. With you, Trump, I'm off the floor. With you, Trump, I'm off the floor. Don't you come back no more. That is Jim Gossett. Don't you come back no Jim Gossett, comedy.com. Yeah, we uh, we do things a little different on the uh, on the Rob Carson Show. We like to lean into the uh, comedy when possible. And uh, I got to tell you, when you look at the uh, news cycle of the last, I don't know, couple years, uh, we certainly have to... Uh, we have to be able to laugh. Joining me is somebody whose show was I was on this morning, Jack Heath, the Pulse of New Hampshire. Uh, hello, sir. Welcome. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. You look at home here in New Hampshire. You look <laughs> right at home. You know, it's uh, it, it feels very uh, very good here. Um, and and I the thing that I like about uh, New Hampshire is the measured approach to politics that we've lost across the right. country. Uh, and one of the things that you do uh, certainly, I'm sure, better than I do is uh, is listen. Um, and uh, and and hear the cases of others, regardless of how you feel. You know, uh, today we had some lively conversations. I already ran the interview with uh, Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already ran the interview with Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I did an interview with him in this mm-hmm, studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and obviously we also talked to Mike Pence, who, who only uh, no matter what I asked him, just wanted to deny that he had I- any ability to change the election results. No matter what I asked him, I'm like, so what do you think of the weather? I couldn't have done anything about January the 6th. Okay, Mike, that's great. So tell me about your kids. There is nothing I could have done, so stop asking me. So we had that going this morning. But you're, you're used to this. You're used to this stream of, of people. And I find it very interesting because you've got a city that's about the same size as Jeff City, Missouri, or Annapolis, Maryland. But you are the epicenter for presidential politics and election year like Washington, D.C., when I see the people who come here to, you know, to visit with you, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and I, and I've, I'm, I'm familiar with Des Moines. I'm familiar with all that. But that there, it, it's just uh, politicians take uh, their politics very seriously here. And the people who are, uh, you know, the people pay very close attention to politics. So I think that's, that's very impressive. You're used to this. 
You're used to people coming, stopping by, and and, and well, whatnot. yeah. I mean, it's all all perspective, right? Yeah. You know, don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and, and it used to be very much both sides of the aisle. Uh, Joe Biden used to take New Hampshire seriously until the DNC or whoever runs his White House or show says, "Look, you're not going to go and really shake hands and go to diners to run again for president. Why should you? You're Joe Biden." Yeah, they are doing the same thing to the people of New Hampshire that the Democrat Party has done to uh, a lot of constituents in the country. They've they've decided that they they don't either don't feel you're important enough to worry about, or uh, they um, uh, they uh, take it for granted. You, you know, it's funny. I, I think there's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I agree, uh, Rob. Uh, great to be with you. Great to have you in New Hampshire today and yeah, tomorrow. No. Your show, noon to three on our. Uh, Pulse of NH News Talk Network. But you know what I think it is, is um, it's about, you know, how do I say it? It's about control. I mean, if they had it, I, isn't it funny, the party, meaning the Democrats, the Democrat Party, that talks about free and open elections, early voting, same-day registration, <laughs> when it comes to nominating their own president, just ask Bernie Sanders and others, it's not a fair deal. It's not an election. It's rigged. And I'm not, I'm not really trying to throw words out there. It is rigged. Yeah. Um, of course it is. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders has won the last two, not one, last two New Hampshire presidential primaries. He never had a chance to become the nominee because the DNC said, no, not not you. And, and, uh, and now Joe Biden wants to go again, and they just want to kind of anoint him, starting with party bosses in South Carolina. The, the country better wake up, mm-hmm. and they are. You're in a lot of these stations and markets mm-hmm. where people are waking up, and they better understand that if they don't do something about it, New York and California will be electing the president every time. And how's mm-hmm. that going to work for the mm-hmm. Midwest? Or what did Hillary Clinton call the, the deplorables, the, fly, the flyover, those, those, oh, yes. those, those uh, Neanderthal flyover states? Well, we are, don't forget we're also white supremacists. We are also MAGA, MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. And and those are the those are the many labels that have caused or, so many or, or Bible Bible states or Bible bangers like, like, or the people... bi- like Bible's a real bad thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Saying the word Christ and Jesus, real bad. Really, yeah. someone might be offended. You know, you had mentioned to me earlier that uh, New Hampshire used to reliably vote more Republican and mm-hmm. is is leaning Democrat. Do you suppose that this slight by the Democrat Party of the people of New Hampshire might convince them to reevaluate their relationship with the Democrat Party? Not sure. To be determined. Yeah, Yeah, really not sure. I'd be really ticked off that they would go after New Hampshire. There's nothing What did New Hampshire do wrong other than not not rubber stamp the candidate the Democrat Party won? They say our demographics (laughs) are not representative of the country. Really, really? What no, are serious? That's 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 utterly ridiculous. We are a melting pot. I mean, they what are they saying? There's too many white people here. Is that what they're saying? Essentially, you, you say that. There you go. Well, I'm not afraid to say it because yeah. that's what the Democrat Party says. No, you know, New Hampshire. I will, okay, Bill Clinton would be the first one to tell you he wouldn't be he would not be president if it was not for New Hampshire. Yeah, he was able to come here with not a lot of money, work hard, shake hands, go into diners, bowling alleys, restaurants, McDonald's, talk to people who vote. Yeah. And he did it well, became the comeback kid, came in second. Jimmy Carter, I'm talking Democrats, you notice, yeah. would not have been, been president uh-uh. were it not for New Hampshire. And I could go on on a few more. And, um, and Joe Biden just didn't do well here yeah. last time. People forget he lost to Sanders, Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. And he, you know what? He left the state the day of the primary day because they knew he was getting shellacked. And he went down to South Carolina. And it's all about um, control. It's not about voting. 
It's not about retail politicking. That's what we do here. And, yeah. that, and the Republicans, thank goodness, realize that's why we had so many people on the show today. That's why they, they come on. They understand in New Hampshire, you got to come and earn it. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Vivek Ramaswamy, mm-hmm. and, and I've made no Impressive, bones. Impressive, uh, Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's not even 40 years old. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he, uh, uh, I knew he was going to be an impressive individual because I paid very close attention to him, not only as, a, as a, his punditry, but also his candidacy. Mm-hmm. He's a very fascinating guy. I personally feel that he will absolutely make a great president when he runs in 2028 or 2032. That's just my gut. But I'm telling you right now, if there were one candidate, if Donald Trump <clears throat> were not the candidate, one candidate that I would migrate to it, above the rest of the field, by far, it would be Vivek Ramaswamy, because he has a real understanding of the history of the country, what makes the country great, and the, he has a need and a, a, to make it return to those constitutional principles. He's mentioned yeah. the word revolution, yeah. and I believe that's what we need, a peaceful revolution as we move from nonsense to common sense again. The, the, the one thing he does well that I respect and like is, you know, at some point it used to be running for president was a personality contest as much as a policy contest or experience. And who had the charisma? Charisma is a word we don't hear often these days. Mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Kennedy. Who had that vision? When Vivek Ramaswamy talks, he has an excitement for America. Yes. He's got a great personal story. He, you know, he took down, who was it on CNN that tried to go at him and oh, yes. know, un- unfairly play the race card? Was it yes. Lem- You know, he's no longer on CNN. Yeah, yeah. He's a very cerebral person, but he's got a optimistic message. And at some point, we need to bring Boom. optimism back into politics. You're, ex- you're exactly right. Um, he's upbeat. He's passionate. Optimism is not a bad thing. He, he really uh, connected with me on, on some of the, the things that I say on my show. Uh, for instance, he and I are grateful to be going through what the country's going through to witness it, because this is a revolutionary time. This is a time where the federal government has overplayed its hand, uh, and, and I believe that, that, it, that I'm glad that I was able to see the federal government turn on Trump, expose itself, uh, expose itself, uh, censoring freedom of speech. I'm glad to know that the deep state has been exposed to, to the extent it has been. You know, Rob, and I hear you talk a lot, um, I've had I've had uh, Donald Trump on my show several times going back to 2016 or a few weeks ago. You just had him on an extended interview. I find it interesting, and I'm not a Trump defender per se. Um, he's a fighter. Um, I would argue that many of the traits that kind of got him in there in the first place may be some of the same traits, but our traits in life tend to be something we can't do, we can't undo them. You have yours, I have mine, you may have a musical background, you may appreciate politics, and you love humor, and I may come at this differently from a policy, but my point is, um, people like to blame, the people who don't like Trump like to blame him for everything, including their back pain, <laughs> uh, if they have an abscess in their mouth, or, uh, yes, you know, yes, uh, yes. gout, yes, uh, their yes. whole lot in life. Yes. Blame Trump, yes, yes. you know. Um, but you look at, you look at our country, and there is a it's lethargic. People are fatigued. Mm-hmm. People are down. Yes. They don't believe in things like we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, we need someone. And the problem with Donald Trump is not the problem with Donald Trump. It's just everyone's going at him. The DOJ, yeah. Washington, um, the media. And, and, and he doesn't get a chance to talk about energy policy. He doesn't get a chance to talk about building yeah. things. And, and he's always defending himself. But who, this country or this state or your state, we need optimistic leaders. We need younger people or people out there that have a vision, 
Mm-hmm. You know, where would we be in this world without Winston Churchill, the reluctant prime minister, if you will, and he was older in mm-hmm. his life, but his oratory abilities mm-hmm. to speak to a nation that was being bombed every night by the Luftwaffe and the Nazis. We need, at some point, you need optimism and back into politics, a belief that America is not the problem. Where did this anti-American sentiment with young people come from? We yeah. are the freest, best nation. We've never, yeah. We're not perfect. Academia on the left. But you're going to blame America it's, for everything? What about China's pollution? Why are we... We always the bad guy. We're a pretty damn good country. Because the left has always hated the United States of America. China has always really resented America. Most of the uh, the despotic regimes of the world hate America. Right. And those people have infiltrated and where do they come academia. when they need help and money or military? So exactly. they come to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just it, sick and tired and of the anti-American you, sentiment. If you listen to Make America Great Again is not a negative. It is a positive. But yeah. when you are pummeled every day, 95% of the news coverage is negative and you have a DOJ weaponized against you, occasionally you you're going to get a middle figure in your direction. You know, the last thing is your show is a great <laughs> to be on it. Great to have you in our studios. But real yes. quick, people have no sense of history anymore. Do you notice that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, you yes. talk about humor. People lost their sense of humor. You can't be funny anymore because you might offend someone. Where's history? Yeah. You know, do you know, do you know how much the left despised Ronald Reagan when he became when he got in there? Uh-huh. Oh, he's just a dumb actor. He oh, went yes, to Eureka course. College. He's just a dumb actor. Yeah. He gets in there. Uh-huh. He had a vision. He had he painted a picture in a field called America, and this is how we get there, yes. and we're a pretty damn good country. Because I remember going into it, a lot of people didn't feel good about America then. Yeah, and they they, they left despised him. He was a, he wasn't a big Washington guy. Mm-mm. He was head of the Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Then he, California governor he comes in, he runs in New Hampshire, and he says in a moment, "I paid for that microphone." And yes. All of a sudden, they start looking at him, and he becomes president. Yeah, they didn't like him. Yeah. Uh-uh. And the thing about uh, uh, Reagan was it, it, the sense of humor was gigantic, yeah. and he also was not a, he was just not going to be run over. That's one of the things that Donald Trump. Does. Oh no, no, you know, no, just not going to be run over. And by the way, leaders respected and feared Reagan. Oh yes, because you know they you know I can't prove it, but I even guys like Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. are still afraid of his image of riding that horse and being on the ranch. Yeah, that tough guy, that John Wayne well, kind of. D- Donald Trump is not a. Uh, Fighting the Democrat Party of Ronald Reagan's era. He's fighting rabid leftists who have overtaken the Democrat Party. It's a completely different dynamic. Uh, Ronald Reagan could sit down with Tip O'Neill and have a drink and discuss. That doesn't exist anymore. And, and you know what? The last thing is you, you talk about so that? many things on the show. Look at Ron DeSantis out of Florida. Now, you may prefer Trump more than him, but I yes. just want to say this. Yes. Don't you love how anyone with a brain yeah. who's a conservative is an idiot? Think about that. Oh yes, of course. It could it could be it could be uh, <laughs> uh, you know a female leader who becomes a conservative. Yeah. Oh, she's not really a woman. Uh, uh, Tim Scott really doesn't represent the African American. Uh, do you notice anyone who's a conservative? They could be a Supreme Court justice if they if they don't fit the narrative. No. They're not smart. No. And look at the how smart is Joe Biden? Oh, I mean, I'm being honest. Knows. How smart? Yeah. And I'm not talking about his you know his forgetfulness and yeah. his age. But look at people. They think they're so smart. Yeah. And they think that anyone who's a conservative is not intelligent. Where does that come from, by the way? In uh, history, uh, philosophically uh, speaking, where does that come from? This that's, feeling that's, that you got to be, if you're an Ivy League teacher, you got to be a liberal. Well, there you go. That's that's uh, it, it is it is an indoctrination that has found a. I think a, it's an a cozy intellectual home. arrogance. Mark, Marxism has found a cozy home in higher yeah. education, and yeah. they think they're right about everything, and, and they cannot win on the intellectual level. They cannot live on the uh, win on the moral. And then so they, they start call the name call. They call you they, a racist. They yeah, call you they, a, yeah, oh, you're a yeah, phobic. You're anti this. You don't want that. All that stuff. Got to take a break. Uh, Jack Heath is uh, hanging out with me here in the studio. You're the looking pulse- good with that Kansas City barbecue sauce in New Hampshire. Oh, did you get that Kansas City yeah, barbecue sauce? Oh, sweet. We got to open that up. Just drink it right out of the bottle. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. 
I cannot interrupt Led Zeppelin until that first beat. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. We are, uh, of course, broadcasting live from Concord, New Hampshire, the uh, the uh, capital of New Hampshire, which is uh, I understand about forty five thousand people. Uh, a very nice. It, it, it's uh, unlike Austin. Austin is is a uh, more of a population center. Uh, this is the way uh, many state capitals are. They exist in uh, uh, medium sized communities, and uh, and they they're the, they're the pulse. They're the pulse of New Hampshire, and it's uh, it's an honor to be here. It's kind of funny. Because we're right next to a cemetery. I'm literally looking <clears throat> outside the window. It's a massive, it's one of those old cemeteries. We've got the old uh, tombstones that are made out of uh, of marble, and and the the uh, they're they're black. You know, this is it's common on the East Coast because some, the graves are so much older. Uh, they really, I mean, you got people who are buried out here that that are older than where I live, uh, and and it, it's really an interesting uh, an interesting place, uh, a city with so much history. And I, I'm going to after the show uh, go into the graveyard and uh, and do a uh, a poll of Democrat voters. Um, and uh, and see who they're voting for in 2024. I know they voted for uh, they've been voting for Democrats uh, uh, pretty reliably. Uh, dead voters, dead Democrats voting pretty reliably right along the party lines. I'm wondering if some of the uh, malfeasance of the Justice Department might change their minds to see if they might consider voting for someone else this year. Because honestly, uh, Joe Biden has made uh, made everything suck, including death. Uh, so. <laughs> I have to go over and talk to some of the dead people uh, across the uh, across the street. Um, today, Donald Trump's going to be indicted again. The uh, the mainstream media, the liberal media, is uh, celebrating this. And I honestly, I'm not going to get my blood pressure too worked up over this because it's uh, bull crap. All right, there you go. I said it. Uh, you know it's bullcrap. I know it's bullcrap. The only thing that takes more stretching of the truth than creating these charges that Jack Smith is the media's uh, ability to bend their belief system to match that of the party in power and to forsake common sense and uh, and the Constitution in order to say, yeah, what Jack Smith is doing is perfectly right. Uh, it really is. Um, it is r- remarkable, and that's why I, I, I was glad I had the day off yesterday, because uh, there was you know we always have depending on which sort of uh, malfeasance or insult or power grab or whatever the uh, the Democrats try to do, uh, they uh, it, they they will have it covered up by going after Donald Trump. That's the thing that's happened with all of these charges. I said Jack Smith a couple weeks ago. Jack Smith wrote a letter, sent a letter on Saturday to Donald Trump's legal team uh, talking about an impending indictment. This was the Saturday before the two whistleblowers showed up on the following Wednesday who blew open everything about the Bidens. And then, of course, uh, we, we hear all the news about the Bidens that came out in the last week. Um, and, and here we go again. We, we've, it, we now know, by the way, we now know, because the big question about Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, all of the money, et cetera, we now know, according to testimony and discovery, that Joe Biden did uh, return a favor to Ukraine for money. 
Joe Biden was involved in that decision. He got the prosecutor fired. That's all you need. My buddy from Newsmax, Chris Salcedo, is going to join me on the other side of the break. And we've got other interviews coming up, including Mike Pence. I know I'm going to talk to him. That's coming up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show, broadcasting live from Concord, New Hampshire. In, uh, in primary state uh, central, although the Democrat Party is doing its level best to forget that New Hampshire exists, if I were a New Hampshire Democrat, I'd be, uh, I would be seriously reconsidering my party allegiance because they don't believe you have a say anymore. They're going to go to get the candidate they want somewhere else. They don't want to hear what the people of New Hampshire have to say. They don't want to hear what the people of Iowa have to say. They want to get a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. That's what they're doing, guys. And as though, you know, it, it could suck even more that having Joe Biden as your candidate, having the party decide that your candidate has no chance if it's somebody else other than Joe Biden. If I lived in New Hampshire, I'd be like, huh. Really? Really, Democrats? Is that what you got to do? This is what Democrat Party does with people all the time when they feel they, they've lost their usefulness. Or, you know, for instance, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, black voters in urban cities. The Democrat Party doesn't care a bit about them because they have reliably voted Democrat for so very long. That's why cities like Chicago and Baltimore have never gotten any better under Democrat leadership because they don't have to. Is this the election cycle that changes that? I think it is. I, I, I would hope that it is, but I have a feeling if you look at uh, people leaving the Democrat Party, they're beginning to get it. You know, for instance, uh, people in East Palestine, Ohio, that's another group of people that the Democrats could give a crap less about. You know why? Because they know they'll never get their votes. So you've got uh, the uh, urban, inner city, people of color ignored because they expect their votes, and you've got the other people that they aren't doing anything for, who they know they won't get their votes, and so everything they do with regard to those people is either accusatory or uh, punitive. That's the way it works. you got to play along with the Democrat Party. Like I said, if I lived in New Hampshire and I were a Democrat, I'd be fuming right now. I really would, because the Democrat Party does not care what you think. They've already made up their mind. Chris Salcedo, host of the Chris Salcedo Show on Newsmax. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the show. What's going on with you today? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm just fascinated by your line of reasoning. And I think let's expand this out because yes. let, let, let's, let, let's not exclude the Republican Party because the Republican Party does exactly what the Democrat Party does. They take conservatives for granted so they don't deliver. Yeah. Uh, the Republican yep, Party true. gets up every day. Uh, they get up every day looking for the nearest left-wing butt cheek to affix their 
their lips do. So <laughs> let, let's just not pretend. Yes. That, but but see, there's a difference between Republican slash conservative voters and Democrat voters. When you're a Democrat voter, you vote for Democrats to run over you. That's that's the that's the agenda. You the, the Democrat voter votes for people to tell them what to do and how to live their lives. Yeah. The conservative voter, the Republican voter, is just the opposite. So both political parties, the same in how they treat their bases, the bases themselves are different. You know, Republican slash conservative voters actually want their le- le- legislators to listen to them. Yes. Democrats, when you're a Democrat <laughs> voter, you want the Democrats to run your life. So that's that is a, that is a great analogy because uh, both parties do take their base uh, for granted. That is 100 percent. And how many years do we have to hear this, Chris, where these uh, Republicans go to Washington, D.C., and they and they they uh, peter out, they chicken out. You know, they, this this we should not have a template response with regard to an impeachment inquiry. Uh, it is very obvious and it is obvious to most Americans, 60 percent across the board that Joe and Hunter Biden are really crooked, that the Biden family is really crooked. Why the, uh, the, the, the they're afraid, the, the Republican Party is always afraid when they get to Washington, D.C., and they never deliver. Maybe that's why, no, I know it is why. That's why Donald Trump resonates with so many Republicans, because he was the first person to go to D.C., say he was going to do what he was going to do, and give them a little what fur. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he had this crazy, I know it's nuts. I mean, don't, don't tell Mitch McConnell, don't yes. tell John Cornyn, uh, don't tell Elisa Murkowski, but Republicans are supposed to oppose Democrats. They're supposed to oppose Democrats. That's why you're supposed to have a two-party system, right? Because yes. you're supposed to have uh, different ways of looking at things. Now, heretofore, you would have Republicans and Democrats who looked at the Constitution and said, yes, we want to do what's best for America. We just have different ways of getting there. Those days are long gone. The Democrat Party is America last. It's gone. Now, the Republicans should say, gee, communism, socialism. Uh, No, I want to say no to that. But instead, the Republicans go, hey, you know what? Let's meet meet communism halfway. We can't. That's what we've always done. You know, the Democrats go communist. You say, oh, well, how can we meet you halfway? Yeah. That's that's only if you're addressing on the other side uh, an American party. And the Democrat Party is no longer American, but... I'm sorry, the Republicans haven't gotten the memo. Yeah, I was talking to Jack Heath, the uh, voice of the Pulse of New Hampshire, and and he really does. He has a tremendous insight to uh, the voter here uh, and uh, and whatnot. And he mentioned something about Ronald Reagan. He said that one of the reasons why uh, Ronald Reagan was so successful was his positivity. And I said, well, Jack, you know, what was wrong with and what's not optimistic about make America great again? Donald Trump's message has always been positive, but it's been in the face of a Democrat party, a mainstream media that 99% of the time is writing negative stories. The Democrat Party is weaponizing the DOJ and the deep state against Donald Trump and drowning Mm -hmm. out the positive message. He delivers positive messages, economic opportunity for people of color when he was the president, lowest unemployment, black unemployment history in the history of the country, more women in the workforce any time in the the history of the country, 0% inflation. But every day he's being pummeled and occasionally that uh, that optimism is going to be replaced with the big middle finger that says, you know what, screw you. And then for that, Donald Trump is somehow negative. Well, you know what, I'm, I'm, a pos- I'm positive. I'm, I'm positive Democrats are communists, and I'm positive <laughs> that the Republican Party, I'm positive the Republican Party doesn't have the wherewithal to oppose them. The that, Stones. That, 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 I'm the positive. Stones. Yeah, the Stones. I'm positive. Yeah. 
Now, Chris, uh, you, you've got kids. Uh, my son is 23. My daughter is 18. And there's a new study, and I, I find this fascinating. I've got in front of teenage boys increasingly embrace conservatism, turning against liberalism, and take aim at toxic masculinity. I think, th- and, I, and I made a big deal out of this on the, day, on the show on Tuesday, because the, the Gen Z, and I've said this for a very long time, and I, and I see this in my kids, I think Gen Z uh, was, you know, wrecked by people who should have known better. They, they were uh, the, the COVID nonsense, the fear from the day you're born about climate change, the attack on masculinity, the uh, now men can compete with girls and beat them. I think Gen Z, that you're going to get much more pushback than millennials with regard to uh, all of the nonsense that's being taught and all of the nonsense of the left. What are your, what are your thoughts about kids you know, graduating high school now and how they've well, been treated I- the last few years? Well, I, 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 first off, I, I see this. I understand what the, the attack on masculinity is about, I, that, 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 it's, that our culture informs our politics. So you get rid of this idea of manliness, which, you know, is, as you can see that taking its course inside of our, inside of our military, right? Yes, uh, yes. You, you, our guys are not instructed to go out there and be the most lethal that they can be in defense of our Constitution, in defense of our, our nation. They're told, hey, what color lipstick do you want to accessorize with your fatigues today, gentlemen? And then, you know, the, la- the ladies, I mean, who knows how they're being treated inside the, the United States military. But I, there's, there's a dynamic here that I think that the, the left has been successfully destroying. Yes. First off, if you're a woman who believes in ferociously guarding and protecting your children, you're yes. the problem, according to the Democrats <laughs> and according to the left. Yes, yes. Uh, because, because, no, I'm, I'm deadly serious. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. Gov, Gov Ed wants to normalize, and, and they're doing so at the behest of the people that run GovEd, which is the Democrat Party and left-wing extremists. They want to normalize sexual relationships between adults and children, which is why you mm-hmm. see them poo-pooing Sound of Freedom, why you see them saying, yeah. oh, yeah, they're, 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 there's nothing to see here. It's all a QAnon conspiracy theory, although we just had, what, 200 people busted uh, in yeah. a raid from, from something that was supposed to be a QAnon conspiracy theory. Thank you, CNN. On the manhood side, on the manhood side, uh, a man who wants to guard and protect his family and wants to guard and protect his town, wants to guard and protect his country yes. from all of the illegality and all of the attacks on those countries. So we've got to get rid of that guy because unless you're, uh, unless you're Dylan Mulvaney uh, – <laughs> You're not going to be an acceptable male in the Democrats' new utopia. Well, so, Chris, no. Chris is also about the feminization of the culture has been going on for a very long time, and the feminization of the culture makes you weaker uh, in in the world. I hate to tell you this, we live in a very scary world where people want to kill you, your family, and take your property. That's the way it is. And when you feminize the culture, I hate to tell you this, but the rest of the world is weaponized. Uh, they are masculine. Masculinity is the sex of war, by the way, generally, and and it is a an attempt to bring down the country, weaken the country, and young men are saying there's nothing wrong with being masculine. Young women are saying there's nothing wrong with being feminine, uh, and we're tired of this assault. But that's what it that is that's what it has been. It has been an attempt to weaken the country so it's more susceptible to uh, to domination. And, and nothing against femininity. Femininity is a very wonderful thing, but we don't need it in the military. Well, but again, uh, I would I would put up a woman defending her children. Oh hell yes! Against, uh, against a senator like John Cornyn, who betrayed yeah. the entire state of Texas with his vote on an omnibus bill. 
I would yes. put up a woman defending her children. And, and you can see the women are out there. They're the yes. ones leading the way against this. Oh, listen, Chris, I've been here. saying that the, the, the people with the biggest yeah. balls, the biggest, the biggest balls in Washington, D.C. belong to those who weren't born with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious, I'm serious, dude. Look, come on, Lauren Boebert, uh, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene. They got bigger yeah. balls than Lindsay Lowe. Or Lindsay Lowe, and I almost called him Lindsay Lowe. Lindsay Graham. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to tell the difference these days. <laughs> Chris, I got to ask you this, bro. We're talking to Chris Salcedo, the Chris Salcedo Show on Newsmax. Um, I haven't been spending a lot of time on this latest indictment because it's bull crap. It's more of the same stuff. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this indictment and MSNBC's glee that this time they finally got something? Well, they don't. But as always, you are more prescient in putting your, your, your pulse on the, the attitudes of the nation. I, this is anecdotal, but mm-hmm. I've been watching some of the ratings coming in. I've been watching some of the, the feedback uh, I've been getting on social media. And the American people writ large don't want to hear about this anymore. Yeah, they, they 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 know poll after poll after poll shows. And by the way, uh, let me just put, let me just, just you see. I don't know how much time I have left. Let me just put this out there. November seventeenth, you got House GOP outlines Hunter Biden probe. On November eighteenth, the next yes. day, you've got Biden DOJ appoints a Trump special counsel. Yep. Okay. Coincidence? Okay, yeah. maybe once. But on March sixteenth, Biden bank records revealed by GOP. March eighteenth, yep. Trump signals imminent indictment. Okay, okay. Yes, uh, yes. June 8th, GOP claims FBI doc shows Biden's bribes. June 9th, classified document indictment. Yes. So every single time they crap. close in the Bidens, here comes the protection racket, the, the compromised folks to the DOJ to run interference for the Democrat Party and their corrupt leader, Joe Biden. Yeah. And the American well, people get it. They know that if you look at every poll, the vast majority of Americans, even Democrats, recognize these indictments against Trump. Are, po- are political and have nothing to do with the basis of law. And by the way, and you had mentioned, uh, you know, how people are feeling. I'm looking at the ratings from Newsmax that were just released, uh, just an overall kind of uh, uh, with regard to uh, Newsmax versus Fox. Uh, overall in July, Newsmax ratings in primetime up 88%, Fox down 26 total day 62% up for Newsmax, down 21 and daytime up almost 60%. And uh, Fox down 14. And, and I know, uh, Chris, you can feel it in your bones why people tune into you. They expect the truth. Uh, and, and they also uh, can look at this nonsense with a critical eye. And that's why they right. that's why they view. And you're not going to stray from that, Chris. You, you're not you're not going to you're not going to become somebody else. No. And I am not going to if. MSNBS and CNN say I should be talking about something. Yes. Uh, my, and this, this, this was a lesson that was taught to us by who? The great Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, if, yes. If, if, you, if the mainstream press wants you to be talking about something, chances are you should be talking about something Amen. Else. You're exactly right. Well, Chris, I appreciate you, bro, and I and I I can just feel the energy. I I know, and I talked to Vivek Ramaswamy in person today, an impressive individual, um, and uh, and he believes we are on the cusp of a new American revolution, and I believe it. I really do. I think that uh, we're going to be on the right side of history on this one. Uh, Chris, great to have you on, bro. You're going to be on the air here with your show. What's what's coming up today, man? Well, yes, it's it's the indictment. Trump's it's yeah. happening during my hour today. So yes, we're <laughs> yes we're yes. going to be covering that. 
Yes. But I, I don't think MSNBS and CNN are going to be very happy with how we're going to cover All right. That. We'll check it out, my brother. Have a glorious uh, day. Chris Salcedo Show, 4 o'clock Eastern. He's a great, a great American, great radio host as well. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, broadcasting live from uh, New Hampshire. Next hour, I will play you the uh, interview we did with Mike Pence earlier today. And uh, no matter what question I asked him, he would just respond, I couldn't have done anything about the election of 2020. I couldn't have done anything about it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It is just funny. So uh, the special counsel, Jack Smith's indictment today, matched a, uh, a similar pattern. Trump indicted on the same day as or uh, the day after bad legal news emerges about Joe Biden. And I got to tell you, Jack Smith is a political tool. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows Alvin Bragg and Letitia James are also political tools. And, and I guess I don't understand how you can take an oath with regard to upholding the law and knowingly create charges to prevent a candidate for running for office. If you don't believe me, look at the 80 charges Donald Trump faces since he left office. It's laughable. And it would be laughable if it weren't so bloody serious. And I want people like this man, Jack Smith, to be exposed. And I want them to be punished for what they're doing to the legal system. And and uh, and uh, MSNBC, they can they can yeah you know they can cheerlead and all this crap, but ultimately uh, they will be judged by history, and history will show that Donald Trump is being persecuted. It's very obvious. It's very obvious. In April, uh, Alvin Bragg indicted Trump on charges related to payments to Stormy Daniels. All right, uh, the same day that former Biden aide Kathy Chung testified at the House Oversight Committee with the White House versions of events regarding Biden's uh, mishandling of classified documents. June, uh, Smith indicted Trump in Miami for allegedly retaining White House documents, including classified documents, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The same day lawmakers revealed that Joe and Hunter had received payments of $5 million each from the corrupt Ukrainian energy company Burisma. And by the way, we know that Joe Biden... The quid pro quo was firing the prosecutor. He admitted it. That's enough to impeach him and remove him from office. Later that month, Smith filed a superseding indictment in the documents case the day after Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal with prosecutors fell apart. There's that. And then on Tuesday, Smith filed his indictment against Trump relating to his attempts to contest the 2020 election. The indictment came the day after former Hunter Biden business associate Devin Archer testified at the House Oversight Committee. It's very clear that this is another political scandal. And I got to tell you, um, I think people are getting wary of it. And if I think uh, that if they push it too far, uh, things are going to get very, the temperature is going to go up in the country. Uh, because if they attempt to, and I, and I don't think this will happen, but they, they've been talking about the possibility of uh, uh, holding Donald Trump without bail. No. That would be, I mean, that would that would be. Uh, it's a word I'm looking for. Um, inflammatory. It would be a very inflammatory thing to say, and it would it would. Uh, it I don't believe it's going to happen. But that said, here we are again. 
We've been here before. They, uh, they go to the indictment site where Donald Trump has to show up for court. They have all sorts of security there, even though Trump supporters have never been violent. What about January the 6th? No, they never have been. Uh, they were infiltrated on January the 6th. That's why people went to the Capitol before he finished speaking. Duh. All right. But Donald Trump, uh, uh, we, we were, we've never been known, never been known for being violent, ever. And we didn't start January the 6th, and we're not going to start now. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I switched. I switched. I switched. I switched to Newsmax. 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 Have you made the switch? You bet I did. My whole family switched. Millions are switching to Newsmax. You should, too. is the Rob Carson Show. This would be hour three of the Rob Carson Show as we broadcast from Concord, New Hampshire. The uh, pulse of New Hampshire. A cluster of marvelous radio stations, WTSN, WTPL, WEMJ. And I want to say to the uh, staff and management of the uh, cluster of radio stations, it's an honor to be here. And um, uh, I had mentioned in a video that I, I made yesterday and posted on social media, if you could have told me three years ago that I would be flown to New Hampshire to meet with Vivek Ramaswamy and interview presidential candidates and, and, uh, and, and come to the heart and soul of uh, American uh, politics with regard to primary politics, I would have said there's no way. But uh, we've been invited, um, and, uh, and uh, I'm representing Newsmax and my show, and uh, it's just an honor to be here. It really is a, a guest of Benny Media here. And, and to, uh, if you missed, uh, check out the podcast today. Go to, go to uh, Newsmax.com slash listen. You'll hear the interview we did with, uh, with Nikki Haley. You'll hear the interview uh, that we did with a bunch, several interviews. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, of course. Um, and uh, just just uh, check out the podcast, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, I did the interview with Nikki Haley, with uh, Jack Heath leading the interview. We did these during his show. And I wanted to, uh, he invited me in to be a part of the interview. It's hard to do one show and then do the Rob Carson show next. So I participated in the interviews and, and I played by uh, Jack's rules. Jack's rules with regard to presidential candidates is more like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Marcus of Queensbury rules. I'm more the MMA fighter. So I, you know, I tempered and I listened to Mike Pence. And, uh, and, and here is the interview with Mike Pence. We started off asking him the question because uh, Mike Pence has in the last, well, the last 24 hours said essentially that he sided with the Constitution and not necessarily with Donald Trump with regard to these indictments. And he has essentially uh, said that uh, uh, DOJ malfeasance be damned, uh, Donald Trump must be held accountable. So here we asked him what he uh, meant by he chooses the Constitution. Can you elaborate on that and what you and you, you know the, the whole role in, in certifying the election? You chose the Constitution. What do you mean by that? Well, look, I, I, I can't say whether the government can make a criminal case. And as you said, the president's entitled, as every American is, to a presumption of innocence. Uh, but on January 6th and the days before, President Trump was wrong. I, I had no right to overturn the election. And as I said when I announced, and I've said to you before, Jack, 
The American people deserve to know on January 6th, former President Trump demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. But I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Look, the Constitution is very clear about the role of the vice president in the counting of electoral votes. It essentially says that, that the, uh, the vice president should preside over a joint session of Congress. Check it out, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 3. It says the vice president, as president of the Senate, shall, in the presence of the Senate and the House, open all the certificates and the votes shall be counted. Uh, I had no right to overturn the election. I had no right to reject or return votes. And the president was wrong to ask me to do it. And as I said, anyone who puts himself over to the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else uh, to put them over their oath to the Constitution should never be president again. But I, I will also tell you that, uh, you know, uh, the, one, of the, one of the tragic aspects of all of this is that is that with today's headlines and, and this ongoing mm -hmm. excitement, it just means that uh, uh, over the next year we're going to be talking more about the past than about the future. Right. We're going to be talking more <laughs> about January 6th than we are about the catastrophically failed policies right. of the Biden administration. It's one of right. the reasons why I was at the Indiana State Fair talking about right. the issue of inflation. And when I'm in New Hampshire, we're going to be talking about what, what families are struggling with. But last thought, Jack. Our, our, our country is more important than any one man. Our Constitution right. is more important than any one man's career. Right. And uh, I'll always hold to that view, and I'll always believe that I did my duty that day. Real quickly, I'm going to ask this uh, Rob Carson, Newsmax, sitting in on the show, and they're doing the show from here today nationally, Mike Pence. Hey, Rob. I, 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 hey, hold on, hold on, before I bring in Rob. <laughs> Rob Rob's going to get a few moments here yeah. with you. But this, is a, this yeah. goes to the heart of Mike Pence's Jack Still. This goes to the heart of what I want to ask you. You just said yeah. three or four times... No one is bigger than the Constitution. No one right. man is bigger than this. You have, you know, modest mid-country roots. Uh, you have a couple, a son-in-law and a son in the military. You seem to be modest and humble, and some would say too decent to be president. Let me ask you this question. Are you saying indirectly, Mike Pence, on a day with this historic arraignment this afternoon, that your former boss, Donald Trump, has a character issue when it comes to being president again on him his own ego or what are you saying when you say no one may can you elaborate on that well i'm saying this matter is now going to be before the courts and i can't say whether the government can can make a criminal case here uh, beyond a reasonable doubt of whether the president committed crimes on that day but i i have to tell you for the last two and a half years i've heard the former president uh, and his allies say over and over again that i had the right to overturn the election that i had the authority unilateral authority uh, to reject or return votes that, that that frankly no vice president in american history had ever asserted and the american people would never want any one person to have look the presidency belongs to the american people jack and to the american people alone uh and and i know the founders of this country uh, so well celebrated in new england right. with all the great memories there the founders of this country would never have vested any one person with the right to choose the American president. I stood on that principle. I know we did the right thing. Mm. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll let what happens in the courts that starts today right. play out. Uh, but uh, but I, I want the American people to know uh, straight up from me that President Trump was wrong in what he asked me to do that day. I had no authority, and I believe by God's grace. I, I did my duty under the Constitution, and if I have the privilege of being president of the United States, 
they can always count on the fact that uh, that we'll keep our oath to the Constitution. Uh, Mr. Benson, first of all, I, I, uh, it's nice to meet you, finally. I've been uh, following politics for a number of years. First time I've had a chance to talk to you. But which of those 80 charges, Thanks, which of those 80s charges uh, do you suppose are going to be uh, credible enough to prevent Donald Trump from running for the president? Because you haven't recognized the fact that it, it, it very much appears that the Department of Justice is completely... Uh, biased against Donald Trump, and this is an attempt to keep him from running. Do, do you want to comment on that at all? With all of the charges that, that suddenly, all of these indictments that pop up after an exposition of something that the Bidens did come up, how can you ex- explain yeah. to me how the Justice Department immediately responds with an indictment? Yeah, Rob, I can't believe you just said that I've never acknowledged the politicization of the Justice Department. I didn't say that today. I, I, I just said I today. I didn't say in the past. I just said Rob. today. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me answer. Please. Let me answer. When yeah. I was in the Trump-Pence administration, I actually was in part a target and investigated during the phony Russia hoax. I spent $500,000 in legal fees for two and a half years. I stood loyally by the president every way. I, I fought against the Democrats in Congress when they impeached the president for a phone call. I called out that absurd indictment in New York, and a year ago I denounced uh, the uh, raid on the president's home in Mar-a-Lago the first time in history. Look, I, I take no issue with the fact that we've seen a weaponization of the Department of Justice. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's the reason why I, I, when I'm president of the United States, I promise you, we're not just going to have a new attorney general, new FBI director. I said I'm going to clean house on the whole seventh floor Good. of the Justice Department, uh-huh. and we're going to put men and women in those positions that are respected on both sides of the aisle for their integrity and their commitment to the rule of law. But uh, but I would say, look, I, I don't know whether or not the government has the ability in this case uh, to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a crime occurred, Rob. But uh, I just want the American people to know that I did my duty that day and that President Trump was wrong in saying that I had some a right to overturn the election. That okay. was completely false. He continues to repeat it. His yeah. allies in the media continue to repeat it, and I'm not going to stand for it. Well, I, I wasn't actually talking about that. I'm, I mean, you've made it clear your thoughts on that, and that's fine. I won't dispute your beliefs with regard to uh, January the 6th. I'm just curious as how it's you... It's belief. You, it's the law, Rob. It's uh, the law okay. and the history uh, of this country. That's fine. Um, but what what about these latest four charges? Uh, did, did they change your mind? Well, no. I, look, I reviewed the indictment. Frankly, I learned things reading the indictment. I, I didn't know about the extent of uh, efforts to recruit what amounted to fake electors. Look, we have a system in this country where um, where states certify elections and uh, uh, state governments, uh, you know, verify who the electors are. Where there are challenges, you can go to court. We brought more than sixty lawsuits, all of which I supported to challenge the appointment of electors. And uh, apart from the fact that a riot ensued at the Capitol, I was fully prepared to make sure that every objection to any electoral votes from any states was heard. Obviously, that was overturned by the fact that uh, that people ransacked the Capitol, assaulted 150 police officers, and uh, uh, it, it was one of the tragic aspects. Uh, it pales in comparison to the 
the loss of life and the injuries that day. But uh, we, we didn't have the debate over voting irregularities, which I was very concerned about, Rob. But let me ask you, look, can, I just can, I have to say, it's, you know, it's kind of on right now. I mm. look, the president reiterated again yesterday that he thought I had the power to overturn the election. Uh, that has no basis in law or history. Uh, and I intend to fight this out in the public square, and he can make his case in court. Well, I've been dying to ask you a couple of questions because I'm a Midwesterner. I'm from Iowa, by the way. Uh, first, of, first, who makes the best uh, tenderloin pork sandwich, uh, Iowa or, uh, or Indiana? I intend to get to the bottom of it, but I have a heavy Hoosier bias, Rob. How about this? How about this? Can you eat an entire tablespoon of St. Elmo's horseradish sauce and not wince or, gla- or grab a glass of water? <laughs> the answer to that would be no. Anything other than that would be completely false. All right, was, we're gonna, I've been there, bro. Oh, my God. Mike Pence, former vice president. I'm going to let you go on a busy, busy news day live on our primary primer. Coming to uh, New Hampshire this weekend, Mr. Pence will be uh, the guest at that uh, Polaris National Security event in Bedford yeah. Event Center Saturday. Before I let you go, Mr. Vice President, with Rob here, the only other question I want to ask you, and thanks for your time, um, Nikki Haley, we asked her, do you think, Donald Trump should and needs to be on that debate stage, presuming you're one of the candidates later this month, yes or no? Absolutely. Look, nobody's entitled to the Republican nomination for president, and I think everybody's got to go out and earn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would, uh, I would look forward to having an opportunity not just to talk about the difficult circumstances of today, guys. Okay, and you all know where my stand is. And Rob, I, I mm-hmm. hope I was, I hope I was respectful. But, oh no, no, uh, I, I love the discussion. Look, I'm I, glad to I, talk to you about I it. I feel very strongly about yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. I'm going to be very plain about sure. it. But there are differences, Jack, that the president and I have since. We both left office. He's, you know, I'll talk to Morgan Ortega at, at that Polaris event in Bedford because I believe America's the leader of the free world. We got the former president and others shying away from that role or walking away from fiscal responsibility. They're walking away from our most cherished values, especially the right to life. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to debating is, yeah, is right. our plan to turn this country back to conservative values and keeping the Republican Party on track on that mainstream conservative agenda. So you bet. I'd love to see him up there. You know, I like to say I've debated Donald Trump a thousand times, just never with the cameras on. All right, so that is the uh, interview with uh, Mike Pence. And um, my thoughts on that coming up, your thoughts as well. Welcome, 800-922-6680. We'll come back with that on the other side of this. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson, show broadcasting live from uh, Concord, New Hampshire, the pulse of New Hampshire. And uh, we just talked to Mike Pence. Now, I'm going to tell you again, this was not, we interviewed Mike Pence on a show that was not mine. All right. Uh, I, I let Mike have his say on, on these things, and I did not challenge him with regard to uh, well, some of the things he said, like, for instance, that this race is bigger than one man. Uh, Donald Trump's candidacy is not about Donald Trump to the Trump voter. It's about what Donald Trump stands for. Uh, They look at Donald Trump as the answer to the problems of Washington, D.C. They do not, unfortunately, look to Mike Pence for that. You will notice that Mike Pence, uh, and and thank him for coming on, but I never asked him about January the 6th. I he clearly is like we've got to drive home this point that I couldn't do anything about and I'm like buddy 
I I know it was about the indictment today, the BS indictment. Uh, he knows it's BS as much as anybody else. And this is where I have a real problem with Mike Pence. Because his former political ally as vice president, we know, is being abused by the legal system. It's been going on for seven years, including the years while he was the vice president. He knows it. But he has decided to give credence to yet another indictment in something that was exhausted by an impeachment and a week long or more, January the 6th, kangaroo court. That's... All of this has been answered, and right now, all that Jack Smith and his allies are doing is finding the man and finding the crime, digging through ancient statutes from the Civil War era to find something, because all he cares about is one count sticking, and he thinks that that's going to stop Donald Trump. It's not, and it's not going to stop his voters either, and the more they pursue this nonsense the more that Donald Trump will be empowered by it. So to say this is not about one man, it's about the country. It's never been about that. Most of us, I I would venture to say, I I was not on board with Donald Trump when he ran. I didn't get on board till a month or two before, and I realized what was happening. And then when he was elected, I went, yep, the right decision was made. This is not about one man. This is about the American people, the Trump movement, make America great again movement. And even Vivek Ramaswamy admitted that this morning to me when I talked to him. Great interview. Go to the podcast if you want to check it out. Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, Let's see. We've got, uh, hold on, my phone is being weird. We have, hold on, uh, we have Monica in Baltimore. Hello, Monica. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Well, hello, and uh, I I agree with with almost everything you've said, first of all, I love Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, my gosh. I think he is tremendous. He mm. would be my second choice if yes. it wasn't for Trump. Yes. And I wish he'd be with Trump. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm just very um, disappointed in Pence. Um, first of all, you know, uh, no, he, I, he wasn't, I think it, his, um, his present lawyer, you know, talked about he just wanted him to hold off on things, not to change anything. Listen, all we off. asked, all we asked was a hearing. That's all the American people, That's the right. million people who are in Washington D.C. They just wanted to slow it down so you could hear the yes. questions that we had about it, and it was ignored. I don't know if that was his fault particularly, but that's what the American people wanted. Nobody was there to overthrow the government. Nonsense. That's right, and and and, and I just think he's just he he wants to be a um, uh, you know he, he's running for president now, and he's being he's he's trying to make himself look better than he was. Yeah, all right. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. You know. Um, the the most impressive person that I've met uh, it, 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 running for president now uh, is is Vivek Ramaswamy, and uh, and I and I noticed him when he was a uh, when he was a pundit. I thought, man, this guy is on fuego. When he announced his candidacy, you know, I, I clearly thought long shot majorly. I still do. I, I, I you know, if I were gonna if I were gonna be a betting person, I would suggest certainly twenty twenty eight. Maybe this election cycle is not the, the cycle because it's so different. Would I like to see Ramaswamy as his? VP candidate? Oh, hell yeah! 
I think more than anybody right now who's pro- high profile in the GOP, uh, I think Ramaswamy would be the guy. And, and Ramaswamy, if he would do what I thought that DeSantis should have done, which would be to run with Donald Trump as a VP, study, become a student of that style of governance, then he passes the baton to you in 2028 to run again. That's what I wanted DeSantis to do, but he chose to do otherwise. Would it be a fantasy pick right now for Ramaswamy? Oh, hell yeah, because he gets it. He gets that it's not about Trump. It's about America first. Ramaswamy's the only other GOP candidate who knows that. He knows what's in your heart and my heart about the future of the country, and that's why he's awesome. And the other ones, they're just they're just checking in. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. No crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell Tell me how to think. They let Let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. So uh, very shortly, Donald Trump will be arriving in court again, this time in Washington, D.C., yet another kangaroo court. Uh, 95% of voters in Washington, D.C. voted for uh, Joe Biden. The reason why they are doing this is uh, because of that reason. Also, the judge has given money to the Obamas and has also worked, I believe, at the same uh, firm as Hunter Biden. So this is a joke. It's been a joke from the beginning. And if you don't believe me, just realize that these are charges 76 through 80. Yeah. There you go. So charges 76 through 80 are the latest charges against Donald Trump, uh, an America first candidate. And that's why most of the others are posers. Uh, Mike Pence, he, I don't believe he understands what beats in the heart of Americans who feel like the country has been assaulted. Do you, did you get that from him? Did he speak to your anger about the direction of the country? Did he speak that to you? Did he speak to you about what it's like to be censored for years on social media? Did he speak to you about all the abuses and usurpations that you and I have experienced, starting with, with uh, Barack Obama and the IRS destroying? the Tea Party movement and onward, and it's only gotten worse. Did Mike Pence, he, did he hit that with you? Did you go, yep, he's got it? No, he didn't. And neither did Nikki Haley. And certainly not Chris Christie, who has a snowball chance in hell. Not even that. Maybe a snowflakes chance in hell. I don't even know what could burn. Maybe a feather soaked in gasoline chance in hell of winning the presidency. Because he has no clue what you're going through. He has no clue what it's like to tell your family, you know, we got to shop at the dollar store now for our groceries because we can't afford the heating bill. No clue at all. And I got to tell you that Donald Trump speaks to the heart of that. That's the connection that people have with him because he did what he said he was going to do when he got to Washington, D.C. And I wonder if somebody like Mike Pence, Pence could do the same thing or if he would just be same old, same old. At the end of the interview, Mike Pence said, uh, I want to return us to the conservative GOP, blah, blah, blah. You know what that says to me? Same old, same old GOP. 
There's nothing that Mike Pence, there's nothing about Mike Pence. I'm not trying to make this an attack on Mike Pence. I'm, I'm talking about his politics and the politics of the grand old party, which have been misguided for many, 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 many years. And Donald Trump changed the party. So if you think you're going to be able to reel back in that and go back to the George Bush, Paul Ryan, you know, whoever of the, of the GOP, you're out of your nut. It's never going to work. And when he said that, that it's, it's about more than one man, it's about one. Well, what are you running for, Mike? I mean, honestly, are you the revolutionary figure or are you just doing it for yourself? Are you just doing it to check a box? I don't know. I see I didn't ask him those questions during the interview because, you know, it wasn't my interview. But these are questions that I would bring up with these candidates. The reason why, and I'll tell you what, another reason why Vivek Ramaswamy, who I spoke to for, I mean, I, I, I talked to him for an hour this morning. Three words that separate Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy from the other candidates. Are you ready? He gets it. He gets it. He gets the feeling. He gets the sense of desperation and frustration and anger of the American voter, particularly the conservative American voter. And I might mention also the Democrat voter who feel like Washington, D.C. could give a rat's behind about them. And everything that this federal government has done, I mean, honestly, for, for years, has been about them and their allies and not about you and me. Not about you and me during COVID. Not about you and me in January the 6th. Not about you and me with the economy. Not about you and me with regard to government spending, out-of-control spending. Not about you and me. Not one little bit. He gets it. Donald Trump gets it. Vivek Ramoswamy gets it. I don't see that from anybody else, and I certainly don't see that from Chris Christie. And I, I was hoping we'd do an interview with Chris Christie today because I just wanted to ask, why are you doing this? He has no chance of winning at all. He knows it. I know it. Nobody thinks that Chris Christie could ever become the president of the United States. Why? Is it just to go after Donald Trump, or is it just about Chris Christie? I would venture to say 50-50 on both accounts. Let's go to Monica in Baltimore. Hello, Monica. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Jason in Concord. Jason, how you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Nice to meet you, man. I'm uh, I'm on my way, actually, to Concord right now, hoping to Lovely. catch you before you leave the sh- studio. Um, I wanted to talk to you this morning. I just I, I thank God for people like you, people like Jack Heath, um, you know, with your common sense beliefs and, and being able to look at truth. Uh, truth yeah. is a big thing with me. Um, but one of the things that I keep hearing from people like Sununu and some of these rhinos is, you know, you've got to get off Trump because uh, he. you need somebody that's going to grow the party and Trump oh, can't grow the party and all this nonsense. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Wait, Sununu. Wait a minute. Sununu's going to grow the party. <laughs> well, any of them. Any, it's, it's a joke. And the thing that I, me is, I just love I know. how you talked to Brad this morning. I yeah. just loved how you talked to Brad this morning and said, "Wait a minute. Who has grown the party with the blacks, with the Browns, more than Donald Trump?" Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. That. 
That was an interesting uh, that was an interesting discussion this morning on Jack Heath's uh, show, and and you'll have to remind me who that guy was uh, because we had a lively Brad discussion. Card. It was what Brad Card. He, yeah, he's, and, he's a he's a regular contributor on Jack's show. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know the man. I don't you yeah. know, but every time I listen to him talk, he he, he just talks with so much anti-Trump rhetoric and. Yeah. And all these leftist talking points and just... They don't, listen, they don't understand, they don't understand the rabble. We're the rabble. The rabble is is in control of the GOP now. The rabble, the the patriotic rabble, the refuse of the two-party system. We're the ones who are guiding that. And if you're not going to be a part of the rabble, then get out of the way. Because anything you do that that what that takes the GOP back to the Paul Ryan uh, version of the GOP or the Mitt Romney wing of the GOP, which apparently, and I, I don't know Sununu, but it sounds like that's the way he leans. It, this is all about, I think, a lot of elitism, a lot of country club Republicans we thought left the party when Ronald Reagan took over, but they're still there. They've just got different last names, and they hate Donald Trump because he's lowbrow, and he's part of this rabble, and, and we have things a certain way in Washington, D.C., and he upsets the apple cart. And that's what I get from establishment Republicans. I agree, and I just want to say thank you, brother. I thank you. Keep speaking the truth, and I will keep listening to your show. I absolutely love it. Well, listen, if you're around the station, uh, stop by if you're in the area. I'm going to be off here shortly and, you know, whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, I'd love to meet you, and I appreciate you listening, and I, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy what we bring from the center of the country into this glorious, uh, this glorious cluster of radio stations. All right, brother. Well, I'll see you soon. All right, bro. Talk to you. Talk to you. Very good. Uh, let me see here. We got I'm, my phone, of course. I'm, I'm having Darlene. Darlene! Hello, Darlene and Balmer. How are you? Hi there, Rob. Um, I, I agree with the woman that previously talked to you, how she was disgusted with Mike Pence yeah. and agreed with everything you said. I consider Mike Pence to be about as legitimate as 1% above Christie. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, as yeah. shallow as Mitt Romney was. Yeah, I do. I do uh, feel that kind of Romney GOP vibe yeah, from Mike Pence, kind of the uptight, white-haired, uh, yeah. you know, Mar- Marcus of Queensbury rules Republican who would never lower themselves to the more, you know, that kind of thing. I think that the one thing that Donald Trump has as a fault is he trusts people. Yeah, and I think he should have been wiser in picking his candidate or his, uh, you know partner to run that the yeah. last presidency well i think he had a lot of people whispering in his ear about how things should be i think he had a lot of wolves in uh, in uh, sheep's clothing uh, surrounding him uh i think that a lot of people were telling me you got to go with pence because this and this and electorally this and that and all of that uh, i don't think that's going to happen again with with donald trump to be quite honest i really think he could give a rat's behind less about what the punditry has to say about which state they should pick I think he's going to he think he's going to go with somebody who has to uh, believe what he believes about America first. Right now, that only the only person in the race, and by the way, the other night he hinted you might be seeing his VP during the debates, the only person that I can think of would be Vivek Ramaswamy. I will be disappointed if it's Tim Scott. Yes, I agree. Um, and one thing I have to say, I am 76 years old. I lost Lovely. my job two years ago. I know it was because of my age, but that's not what they told me. They told me I was incompetent, which is crap. Whatever, yeah. And and I. You don't sound incompetent. No, and I don't feel, <laughs> and I don't. Even, look, I'll be seventy-seven in October. 
Very good. Um, I don't feel like I'm in my 70s. I feel more like I'm in my late 40s or early 50s, and I pretty much think that way. And I think that probably is why I got fired, because they didn't like the fact that I could still think for myself. Amen. <laughs> you know, the thing is also, and I'll tell you, we were having a discussion earlier, and, and I didn't become a talk radio host until I was in my 50s. Really? Uh Early 50s. Uh, 49. 49 was my first gig doing talk radio. And and uh, I respect the Institute of Talk Radio, and I would not have taken this mic had I not felt I was prepared to take this microphone, because I'm in the same time slot as Rush Limbaugh, uh, uh, and, and I'm nationally uh, syndicated and hopefully growing. So, uh, But the, the, it's amazing what l- time on the planet means with regard to perspective, common sense, uh, you become very crystal clear, and uh, unfortunately, liberals never get better. No. <laughs> Conservatives, well, and, we get better with age. <laughs> I sort of compare Donald Trump to Rush Limbaugh in the sense that they both truly love the country, no matter what their status in the world is. They and and by the, the way, Donald Trump has taken abuse like no other for it's seven horrible. years. Rush Limbaugh did it for 33. Yes. And he still maintained optimism, and he still, he left the planet number one. Yeah. Well, we were in good shape when he passed away. Well, you don't think that uh, his uh, departure, uh, if you don't think that his departure meant that uh, the left decided to take the country in this direction, that didn't have something, you know, that that played a part in it. Because Rush Limbaugh is a very powerful, influential man, and they, I believe, saw it as an opening. Uh, that and the the election of 2020 to really, you know, put their pedal to the metal on this Marxist nonsense. And one of the things that I really like about Donald Trump is that he says what a lot of us are saying, but we don't have the platform to say it on, nor do we have the knowledge to get it out there. Yes, exactly. One of the reasons I really like him. And he he says he's going to do. I don't think you're you're incompetent. I think you're awesome, and I thank you for the phone call. Well, thank you very much, and you have a great evening. You have a great evening. Um, I tell you what, let's take... Tell Alan and Dundalk to hold on. I want to talk to Alan next. I don't want to run up against a hard break and have to cut him off and all that stuff. So, Alan, you hold on a second. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. I think before we go any further, we need a uh, a little palate cleanser about Jack Smith, the corrupt prosecutor. This is Jim Gossett. Indicting Trump for no good reason. Jack Smith should be charged with treason. The DOJ should force Jack to resign. I'm going to do the uh, low harmony coming up here. For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. See? Jack Smith's causing great division, trying to put Trump in prison. Let's put him there! But Sleepy Joe don't even face a fine. Jack. For crossing the line, crossing the line, line. Crossing the line, crossing the line, line. <laughs> Joe took more. Hey! Documents on him. Yeah. He didn't even lock the door, but he doesn't FaceTime. 
Don't forget the Penn Biden Center in Chinatown. Crossing the line, crossing the line. And the storage unit that Hunter owned. And crossing the line. Other than the that, line, they're, they're perfectly fine. That Joe Biden, is, yeah, he's legitimately the great president and all of that. Uh, no, he's not. Not we are uh, being led by the most corrupt individual in the history of the country. How do I know this? Because I've been on the planet for fifty-seven of those years, and I've been following politics for more than half of that. And uh, please. There's really no... Listen, you've got a president of the United States whose family has gotten tens of millions of dollars from our adversaries, uh, and the only reason they got the money was proximity to Joe Biden. And if you don't believe me, look at the damn bank records. Okay? Really? Honestly? That MSNBC is more focusing on a faux indictment than the biggest political scandal in... United States, if not world history, is uh, it gives you an idea where the press is and how they have forsook the marvelous First Amendment to pursue uh, political nonsense. All right, I got uh, one more call. Alan and Dudnalk. Alan, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Hey, Rob. Uh, first off, don't let the ID10T plus S crowd get to you. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that way, you know who. That way, you know who you're talking to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how, Rob, how many times have you seen, how many people have you seen completely destroyed by an out-of-control DOJ with deep pockets and no sense of responsibility? Well, yeah, that's, and that's what they want to do to the IRS as well, by the way. That is the, that is the number one thing. They will destroy you financially. If yes. If they can't get you any other way, they'll destroy you financially. Yes. So I have a little remedy. What is I that? I propose the reciprocity and re- recompense legislation. Okay. Now, the reciprocity and recompense legislation is for people who are convicted, or not convicted, but accused of nonviolent paper process crimes who are found not guilty. Those people, those victims, should be able to sue the DOJ at the expense of the DOJ oh, and I love the that. prosecutor for recompense. For recom- uh, recompense yes. and damages. Yes. Whereas the DOJ and the prosecutor personally is liable. The prosecutor who takes on this case, knowing it's yes. bogus, is personally liable for part of those damages to make this victim whole again. Yeah, I agree. Now, I agree completely. Word, you got you got to wrap this up in about thirty DOJ. seconds. Go ahead. Here's the words of the DOJ: Get yes. your ducks in line. Because yes. if this goes through Congress, I know congressmen are listening to you. If this actually hits Congress, you're in deep trouble. It would be nice if we had a, a way to go after an out-of-control DOJ when they wreck your lives. Donald Trump has already spent 50, 60, 70 million dollars of his own money on nonsense, particularly uh, maybe even defense against the allegations that of Russia collusion, which proved to be absolutely false. It was a giant lie. That's why we can't trust anybody. That's why we can't trust anybody in this iteration of the DOJ. Everything negative about Joe Biden is true, and everything negative about Donald Trump is uh, is false, and every allegation they have about Donald Trump is false. Uh, but that's a, that's a great idea. Alan, I appreciate the phone call, man. Have a great, uh, have a great day. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying the show from uh, 
from uh, here in lovely Concord. Um, again, I want to remind you, if you if you want to check out the podcast for today, we did have uh, Ramaswamy on. We had uh, Nikki Haley on today. We had Mike Pence on today. And, uh, and, and th- th- this is a, a departure from what I do generally. Uh, because we're here in New Hampshire, and New Hampshire is the epicenter, and it's fascinating to me. It's 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 a really fascinating time. I lived in Washington D.C. for a dozen years, and uh, and it's it's rarely that you see a a radio cluster that uh, that attracts the firepower that uh, that a D.C. in the heart of the beast. Uh, attracts and 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 they do this here at uh, Benny Media and the uh, the Pulse of New Hampshire. So pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, Brian, how close are we to the break here? I'm I'm looking at the clock. Should should I break now? I'm gonna break now. I'm gonna break now. Take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, Trump fired uh, Jack Smith. Day seventeen. Don't forget that, guys. Have a glorious day. It's been a great uh, great to be here. We'll be back here tomorrow in Concord, New Hampshire. In the meantime, God bless you guys. Keep the faith. Keep positive. Go Trump. And until tomorrow, don't catch a stupid. <laughs>